what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Foot Candle Film Festival. This year's festival will be held September 27th through the 29th in Hickory, North Carolina. Learn more by visiting footcandlefilmfestival.com. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are going to disagree. Like, <laughs> okay, you moving know, on, moving on. Well, we'll make it fun. <laughs> Welcome back to Chick Chat. It is your favorite guilty pleasure on the airwaves today. I think not just the mesh, which is our network that hosts all these fabulous podcasts, but I kind of think, or I'd like to think that we're your guilty pleasure for just making it through a day. Because let's be honest, we're moms, we're ladies, we're, we're somewhat hip to things, but adulting is hard. Life is hard. And sometimes you just need a guilty pleasure to get you through these Tuesdays. Mondays, sometimes not that bad. Tuesdays tend to be pretty hard. Yeah. How you doing, Jeanette? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's the East Coast? You know, it's still hot. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You know, we survived the hurricane, number one, first hurricane of the season. So that's we're right. That's there. right. Dorian um, came through and, and luckily you guys did not have much issues, right? You're yeah. inland enough. I don't think North Carolina was hit that badly. I think there was some flooding on the eastern near the shore. Yes. But where I am in, inland, a lot of heavy wind and maybe some rain, a little bit of rain. But it was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed well, the breeze. I was about to say, maybe it cooled it off a little bit. I don't know, but I I am uh, uh, glad that everything fared well for North Carolina. But of course, we know that like the Bahamas is not so lucky and and definitely been trying to follow that and see what's possible to do down there for them. But um, I hate I hate all the devastation that that storm brought to them. So let's are tough. Absolutely. You're just in the middle of the ocean and have nowhere to go inland or anywhere because it's just you're on an island. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so you always feel bad for them and and worry about them more so than, I mean, we we were hurt pretty hard, hit pretty hard last year, but it's devastating when your whole country is just kind of underwater, so. Well, and like you said, you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And it's so beautiful there and the people are so kind and friendly and I just... You know, I as much as I hate hearing all about it, there is that light that I enjoy hearing about the the good humans out there that are doing things that they can and stories coming out of there. So we'll continue to keep them in our thoughts and and really um, cross our fingers for no more devastation to come anyone's way. Hopefully, storms just enjoy staying out on the ocean, um, and hopefully, you get a break from the heat soon everyone I talk to is like man it's so hot it's hot I mean it's hot at eight o'clock at night I mean it's and the mosquitoes are out now and so it's not like pleasant to be outside even when there's somewhat of a breeze it's just I come in every night like oh that was nice and I wake up the next morning like my ankles really hurt because I've got bites all over them oh yeah yeah well I mean I don't mean to be a downer or anything but it's kind of chilly out here yeah (laughs) <laughs> High, highs okay. in yeah, highs <laughs> okay. in the sixties and 
kind of cool at night. I've got on sweatpants right now. Like I was contemplating getting a blanket before we started recording, but whatever. (laughs) That's nice. My air conditioner has gone out twice this summer because it's had to blow constantly all day. (laughs) Whatever. It's overheated. (laughs) No big deal. If I had on sweatpants, I'd pass out. (laughs) It's fine. Just over here glistening. Glad your children are are safe and don't have to worry about heat stroke. This is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a discussion today of whether we, you know, the children wear hoodies to school or. <laughs> I had the same discussion, but mine was, "Don't wear a hoodie, you'll die. <laughs> You're gonna die in a hoodie. <laughs> it's ninety five degrees outside." Gosh. Well, I I can't I can't say that I miss that part of it, but I do miss a lot about the East Coast. But I am uh, we're faring well, and and look at us managing. That's right. Recording podcasts cross country. Mm-hmm. That's at us. We, we are, are truly national now. <laughs> we <laughs> we Canada. <laughs> we have gone big time, guys. Yeah. You know, they can't see us, but I can see you. So that makes it easier to record this. But um, so national and international with our Canada crew. I mean, come on. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to think there's people all over (laughs) listening to us Um, and in like Europe and stuff. Yeah. Shoot us a line. Let us know where you are. Megan, if you're listening, the royal family, if you're listening. (laughs) You're you're always a topic of conversation. Join us. I mean, and I'm always on your side. I know you've got a fan in Jeanette, Meghan Markle, but maybe just Jeanette. So speaking of the royal family, that was a brilliant segue, and you don't even know the topics I was going to bring up today, but Princess Charlotte has started school. I mean, could she have been any cuter? It was adorable. You know, I found out that when she was in nursery school prior to this year, um, she went by the nickname Warrior Princess. Love it. I mean, I am here for that. Warrior Princess due to her adventurous spirit. I mean, I love it. bring it on Charlotte because I think they're going to need you in a few years over there. I think she has a kindred spirit in Uncle Harry. I can see because she's second in line. Absolutely. <laughs> line now. Yeah. She's going to be the one like... It's not going to be mine. <laughs> I do what I want. Me and Harry are out just in the islands skiing and we're ski, water skiing. And I love it. Getting into trouble. Yeah. She, um, she's now going to school with her brother. So obviously that's, you know, good for them, I guess, different grades and whatnot. But George is there and uh, we got a great little video of them being walked to school by Kate and William, um, which I loved seeing uh, both of them in their little, with their little backpacks and uniforms on and stuff. Um, but yeah, she so. She didn't go to, um, what's his name? The, uh, what's the little boy's name? You said George. She didn't go to his, right? Because she was on maternity leave or in the hospital with the baby. One That's the other right. Other. That's yeah. right. We just got the pictures of William walking right. in that time. But yeah, I loved the little video of them all four walking to school. It was great. She will be known as Charlotte Cambridge. Okay. That is how they, you know, you know, I'm sure 
in these royal schools that they go to, I'm sure they have to do Scantron, you know, filling in the bubble letters and stuff. Like she has to have a last name that fits in that. So Charlotte Cambridge. Okay. I like it. that's, That's always been a topic we've always discussed. Like that's, you know, it's weird, right? Because they've got like 18 middle names and then like sort of maybe a last name. Like you're never really sure because you don't have to go by that. Um, us normal people don't have to, uh, call them by a last name, but obviously in school and formal things, they have to have a last name. So it's Cambridge. So when I know we don't, something I'm gonna have to look up, but when Charles becomes King, if, if Charles becomes King, does that now that would then make William Prince of Wales, which is how they ended up with their last name because, their father is the Prince of Wales currently. Well, that's that's the thing. Do your does your name and title change when that? I thought the Prince of Wales happens? was the heir to the throne, but I don't know. You mean the title itself is the heir to yeah. the throne? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Because then they would no longer be the Duke and Duchess. I mean, they would still have that title of the Duke of and course. Duchess of Cambridge, but then they would then become the Prince and Princess of Wales as the heirs to the throne. And Charles would just be... He would be king. king. Right. He would be the monarch. I don't know. Because isn't, isn't Prince... It's Prince... It's um, the queen's last name is Windsor, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the house that they're it's in? The house like of it, Windsor. So I thought it was... That was like kind of her last name. You know, they just take last names. I don't know that they really have a last name. They have titles. So... Right. And because... Technically, uh, Charles under Philip, Philip was Mountbatten. Right. So their name is Mountbatten Windsor. Right. But he's the Prince of Wales. Right. And now he's the Prince of Wales. And so William Harry's name was Wales when they went to school. Was it? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Really? William Wales? Or maybe it was Windsor. Maybe it was Mountbatten Windsor. It was something. It wasn't Cambridge. Right, right, exactly. You know, I'm going to need you to do some research. I'm going to research that because I need to know the family tree. It'll come to me, I'll get frustrated. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I need to know who to send my pen pal letters to. Cambridge, <laughs> Sussex? This is important, people. Like, when I'm stalking Zara, what do I call her? <laughs> like, I need it's, to know these things. I want to be exactly. polite about my stalking. I need to be proper, please. Right. I don't want to break any protocols because if I do that, there goes my chances of ever meeting them. <laughs> <laughs> clearly my security clearance is gone <laughs> i need to pass this this whatever security clearance they have i need to pass so well that is your cues. that is your homework that's okay. your homework is to figure out what william's name's gonna be will when he, he becomes the second in line the heir or when the he becomes the yeah, yeah exactly when he becomes ready to <laughs> the the up when, you're next in line. when you were when you're about to be king when your dad takes the throne for like a year or two <laughs> what is your title gonna be i mean here's hoping so yeah that's that's what your your charge is um and and the reason i, I kind of wanted to bring up the whole nickname thing one i think warrior princess is just adorable um and that people recognize it and aren't scared to like say it you know mm-hmm. um 
but that kind of leads me into who I would like to name our warrior princess of this episode. I think maybe that's something we're going to have to start doing is every episode we designate a warrior princess that we are proud of and want to give shout out to. And today I'm giving the warrior princess award to Demi Lovato. Oh, I know. I have been on the fence about Demi over the years, you know? I mean, girl breaks your heart. She gets, you know, she's had some problems and they are things that, you know, are unfortunate and have caused drama within her life. But the reason I've always kind of stuck around with her is because she's been very open about them. And I do think that that's part of her her role, you know, is is if you're going to be in the spotlight and you're going to have these issues and you want to, you know maybe what she's doing is helping other people. Right. Right. But she recently posted a photo on Instagram of herself in like a, um, maybe a tropical area somewhere. I don't know where she was, but she's in a bathing suit and she's getting out of the water and kind of looking back at the camera. Like she's got one leg posed up, if you will. And, and her picture was unedited. On purpose. She posted it. Okay. I'm going to share this with you so that you can see what this picture looks like. Um, Nobody else at home is going to see it, unfortunately. However, do you see this picture, Jeanette? I do, yeah. Okay. Her post says, this is my biggest fear, a photo of me in a bikini unedited. And guess what? Okay. She, She posted that. She's like, I'm so tired of being ashamed of my body and editing it. And so that others think I'm their idea of what beautiful is. It's just not me. This is what I got. I want this new chapter in my life to be about any, about being authentic to who I am rather than trying to meet someone else's standards. Here's me unashamed, unafraid, and proud to own a body that has fought through so much and will continue to amaze me when I hopefully give birth one day. It is such a great feeling to be back in TV and film while not stressing myself with a strenuous workout schedule before 14-hour days and depriving myself of a real birthday cake rather than opting for watermelon and whipped cream with candles because I was terrified of real cake and was miserable on some crazy diet beep. So here it is, raw and real. I love me, yada, yada, yada. She goes on to continue. So it's a gorgeous picture. She looks like a healthy young woman who is confident and strong and has way more guts than I would post in a picture, you know, and, and a bikini standing out. It's just, I'm, I love that she did that. I love that. Um, we've seen that movement recently of several people saying they're posting unedited photos or the no filter photos or no makeup photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love those, um, you know, not just for celebrities, but I've seen it in my like friend circle posting on Facebook or anywhere else whenever they're doing a no makeup challenge. <clears throat> and I love it. So I am here for her. I'm here for it. And I'm proud that she did that. Yeah, I agree. She looks beautiful and I'm all for her being our warrior princess for today. Absolutely. So I encourage everyone to go check that out, support her, support that movement because why should we have to edit everything that we do and everything that we post and everything that we say, you know, when it's maybe not really who we are 
and she's kind of tired of it. I don't know what mm-hmm. she's talking about coming back to TV and movie. Have you heard anything? What is she doing? No, I haven't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what she's going to be in. Maybe she's making gonna, music, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to keep my eyes open, though. Um, she apparently <laughs> posted this on National Cellulite Day. It was, oh, it has its own day. <laughs> that's what it says. It says hashtag National Cellulite Day. I don't know if Demi made that up or whatever, but yeah. I'm here for it. That's fine. She also refers to it as cellulite. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, first I was like, Demi, if you can post this, learn how to spell. But really it was cellulite. Yeah. Um, so anyway, please look that up, support her. And let's, let's keep that movement going. Let's start a, start a whole new revolution behind it. Um, and you know, and I'm, I'm really working on my segues because I have a, another one with this. I found this article the other day, wanted to bring it up. Did you watch friends growing up? Yeah. Um, do you still watch friends? (laughs) I do. Um, you know, I'm one of those, I have to miss an episode for a while to love it again. I can't keep watching the same things over and over again. So I took a hiatus, but I've started coming back to them. Um, just like within the last couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. So you may or may not be aware, but the, um, 25th anniversary of friends premiere Mm -hmm. is coming up. Um, meaning obviously 25 years ago, friends premiered on musty TV. And, um, I have seen around a lot of celebrations that are happening in the friends, uh, honor, uh, even at our local movie theater here, there's a poster up. They're going to have like a friends marathon of one episode from every season in the theater. Um, and they're selling like limited tickets on the day of the 25th anniversary. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's, that's strange. It seems like it wasn't that low, but, um, so this article I was reading was talking about how, again, one of our popular topics reboots mm-hmm. have been happening over and over again. And, you know, everybody always says they want a friend's reunion, you know, not necessarily a reboot. It's more of a reunion. Where are they now? What are they doing? Let's have a friend's movie. Let's do this. I'm not sure that I'm a hundred percent behind that, but, um, this article really addressed how, yeah, friends holds up a little bit like right now, Mm-hmm. You could watch Friends, and a lot of it's so relatable, you know, right. and people think that it's pretty timeless, that they don't need a reboot. Um, you know that it's dated. They're not all sitting around on Facebook or anything else right now, but you still, the topics are are relatable and whatnot. So this article uh, mentioned how Friends has that um, that that type of appeal to people, if you will. But, you know, there's a lot of things like Jersey Shore or 13 Reasons Why or, um, I don't know, there's several other shows that really, you know, when we see our grandkids watching it one day, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know? Um, but, but I don't see that with friends. However, this article brought up a really interesting topic. It said, you know, there's a small select group of people out there that think Friends is really the worst of television and the fact that they still get millions of dollars every year for um, royalties on it, mm-hmm. for being played over and over again on syndication, but that it has some of the worst um, 
I don't even know the word of it. Like it's, it's saying controversial uh, topics that we really shouldn't be praising in 2019. Okay. And I had to think about it. I was like, what, what, like what, <laughs> you know, Joey eats sandwiches all the time and whatever. There's goofy stories and stuff, but I'm going to run through real quick the topics that they claim friends are too controversial for current TV. Tell me what you agree with or what you do or don't agree with. Okay. Okay. First one is high school Monica. Okay. Okay. In the show, we know that Monica was overweight in high school and it's brought up a lot in the show. Right. Um, but they, they call her fat most of the time. Most of the time, the term they use on television on this show is, you know, Monica was fat. They don't say plus size. They don't say overweight. They say fat. Right. Um, yeah, it's not really who she was. She was in a fat suit and whatnot. But it is a little um, cringeworthy, I guess, sometimes when you hear people just kind of commonly say that. And they, they almost were making fun of her for all of the quote, fat jokes and Mm -hmm. referencing it. So I don't know if that's, you know, weight shaming and and whatever it may be. But again, these are controversial. I'm not saying that I agree with these, but this is what the article. Today and not then, you know what I mean? Like it's never been like, okay, to bully someone for being overweight or for anything. So I don't understand like why it's only bad today. It was cool 25 years ago. Cause it really wasn't right. Agreed. I think we saw the way it was presented. Yes. I didn't get the sense in watching, watching it that it was making fun of over overweight people or right. in general, it was more a background on her character and who she was and why she was the way she was. Right. Um, Cause a lot of who she was today was because of, you know, her being overweight and how that affected her dating life and her social life and even her friendship with Rachel and how that all started. And, you know, and even Rachel's appearance, you know, she wasn't... She got the nose job. Right, she got the nose job. She wanted to marry a rich doctor. And, I mean, a lot of it I felt like was background things i mean jerry being the stereotypical large family italian you know it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean all of them had character you know just things about them um david schwimmer being married to a lady who turned out to be a lesbian and chandler having a transgender father i mean it's yeah. like this was all about just who they were and it wasn't ignoring the social impacts of it it was bringing them to light but not bringing into a light in a way of let's discuss every in and out but it was just these are the people who the people are and here's, they're all messed up in some way. And here, <laughs> I mean, not that those things are messed up things, but you know, they've all like, they don't just come from money and they're sitting around, like they're all neurotic for a reason. <laughs> like, right. These are the things that happen in every people's like, like Monica was someone that the overweight people could, you know, look at and say, yeah, like I get it. Like I'm not the one always asked to the dance. Maybe if that's their reality, I'm not saying that's all, all right. their realities, but I don't know why it would be any more controversial now than it would then. Cause I think it was a topic then we just talk about it more freely now. Well, and I think now, you know, I mean, look at what we were just talking about with Demi Lovato, yeah. you know, it's been a generation recently, you know, that is constantly Photoshopped. Yeah. 
And so now it's coming back around to people saying, screw Photoshop, like screw this editing. I want to be who I am and that's okay. Yeah. And I think this article is kind of saying like, hey, they kind of made light of it a lot, but it wasn't ever, you know, nowadays you kind of hear the conversation followed up by um, healthy diets and how to, how to, um, eat keto or yeah, you know, paleo think- or whatever. And, you know, back then it was just, she was overweight and they were kind of crude in the wording about it, yeah. but. And they were kind of mean to her, like in some aspects, like Chandler just didn't want to date her and all that stuff. But, right. but I mean, at the same time, when she was overweight, her character, you always saw eating a carrot or just doing this. Right. And she evolved into being a chef. Because she liked to cook back then too. She would just eat all the food. Yeah. So she nailed that energy into becoming a chef. But they also show her eating real meals. Like mm-hmm. no longer just eating carrots and lettuce on her plate. She's actually right, eating, but eating responsibly. So right. I think it was one of those, I guess there's just things like you don't catch on to as a child or you know, a young adult when you're watching it, that when you're an adult, you're like, it's funny, but wow, how she's changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean I don't know. But I get well, it. I know, I know. And it's and it's also one of these, like, as I read through this list that this article um, comprised, I feel like I'm also looking at it like, gosh, everybody's so sensitive, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, and I always try to stay away from that. But I'm even getting to the point with, I mean, can we have a discussion without someone being offended over everything? Absolutely. Like, I, I try my best to watch what I say to people to yeah. not offend not that I'm always like constantly offending, but you know, just to be aware. Right. At the same time, I find myself over and over and I'm like, oh, is that what, is that what I say offends I me? Know. I really didn't mean it that way. Yep. I mean, I, I do. I, I personally feel like people are so easily offended these days yeah. um, that it's, it is very eggshell sometimes. And that's a lot of what this article comes across as to me. But I do think it's interesting that somebody pointed out these things because they are topics that are brought up um, in, in some of our other discussions we've had on other shows. So the next one goes into the storyline of the male nanny. Do you remember that episode mm-hmm. when Freddie Prince Jr. became uh, Ross and Rachel's manny, yeah. right? And, you know, this article is kind of alluding to the fact that every guy in the show assumed that this character was gay. And that they kept questioning that. And surely that's the only reason somebody would want to be a male nanny. And so it was, you know, they're kind of harping on the fact that's like, hey, look, anybody can be a nanny and, you know, more power to guys for doing it and yada, yada. It's okay to do that. It's not okay for Ross to assume this. A little sensitive. Yeah, I think so. Um, But it is, again, just one of these (laughs) topics of people saying, why did you guys put it in the storyline that everybody assumes he's gay and puts it as a negative connotation in this role? I mean, I guess. <laughs> but again, think of Ross's background story. Yeah. Yeah. He well, to a woman who turned out to be a lesbian and fit every stereotype when he started, like he would even say in the show, you know, no, she did this. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I, get <laughs> I get it now. now. Right. And well, I that's, think part of it was wishful thinking that, you know, 
I'm going to say he's gay. That way I won't have to worry about him hitting on Rachel. That's exactly right. That was the first thing I thought of was yeah. that's the reason he was saying it is that he, because it's Freddie Prince Jr. in the nineties. Hello. Right. He's gorgeous. Right. Yeah. So that's where the insecurity lies. <laughs> um, which brings up the next topic, which was the whole episode where Ben Ross's son wants to play with Barbies. Right. And Ross spends the whole episode trying to get him to play with G.I. Joe's. Action figures. Action figures, yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's, and again, it probably stems, like you said, if we dive deep into it, it would stem to Ross's sort of masculine insecurity on it. Um, But people are offended that friends showed this. Um, You know, I, I... I don't know. I think it was just, um, I don't know that, I don't know that it's a bad thing. I kind of feel like I've known plenty of people in my normal life that are normal functioning human beings. And I've, you know, they, they had sisters. So therefore they had toys that were maybe more girl driven anyway. So we're not going to buy all these new toys. You have full well, whenever my kids were real little, like I don't understand why I spent a lot of money on toys because my kids would much rather play with Tupperware, you know, mm-hmm. pulled out from my drawers. Yeah. So. My son is crawling now and wants to play with wires. We don't let him. But, <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, and, and you're a perfect example of this. You have a daughter. Yeah. Um, and you've had a daughter for many, many years to where your house probably has more stereotypically driven girl items, yeah. right? So, I mean, but now it's like, are you having to start fresh? Or do you care if he goes and grabs one of their dolls? Here's the thing. My seven-month-old doesn't know that I'm a woman and he's a boy. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. He sees something that he's interested in that looks, you know, interesting. And he's picks it up and plays with it. I'm yeah. not gonna be like, oh no, Mason, put that down. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a girl toy. That's a girl toy, like, right? You know, and it all just starts depending on you know how they're playing with it. Uh oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, there we go. Sorry, how they play with it. You know, like yeah. even my daughter, if she's playing with Barbie dolls, I want to know how are you playing with these dolls? Like, absolutely. If you have a male doll and a female doll. I want to make sure we understand how they're being played with. Right, and no one says anything if a girl wants to play with a truck. Or a stereotypical boy toy, you know, like a boy doll or, you know, action figure or anything. No one says anything about that. But a little boy wants to play with a Barbie or a Cabbage Patch Kid. It's a doll. All I worry about is are there any small parts on it that can hurt him? And honestly, he's going to lose interest in it within the week. So... He doesn't like anything for more than, you know, like you said, a week. And Yeah, moving on. Yeah. tiny now? What can I explore now? That's right. Yeah. You know, it was something I always um, appreciated with the idea. And I know that everybody does this and it's fine. I don't care. Um, but I chose to never find out the sex of the child that I was having. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with both of my children, I didn't find out what I was having. I left it a surprise until the doctor told me when that baby was in our arms, what it was. And you would be surprised, Jeanette, at how many people were were almost ticked off, like pissed off at me that I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> that I wanted you the right toy. Yeah, the right they were toy. like, how in the world are we supposed to buy you stuff? And I'm thinking, 
So what they make girl diapers now? Because <laughs> I just need diapers. I like, just need baby things. <laughs> yes, I need wipes and washcloths and socks and <laughs> give me and white socks if you're worried about it. By all means, you but know, the socks and, will end up off their feet in an hour. So. That's right. That's right. It was just funny that the standard behind that that people were just angry <laughs> that I wasn't telling them and like they thought I knew, but I swear I didn't. Um, but nobody understood how in the world I was going to be able to plan for having a baby if I didn't know what yeah. sex it was. I'm and like, that's us as a society putting a title on things or a name on things. Like this is for boys and this is for girls. Right, right. Like, your kids don't know. Just like they don't, they don't look at someone and be like, yes, they'll notice a difference in someone, but they yeah. don't choose to love or hate someone because of their skin color unless you tell them they should love or hate someone because of their skin color. That's, that's right. Ridiculous. You know, I was talking with my brother and my, I think I might've even said this on the show before, but, you know, my dad made some comment about age um, when he was going into high school, you know, that he didn't go to school with other races just because that's at that time you couldn't. Right. Grew up in the yeah. South. Yeah, that's right. You grew up in the South in the sixties and it just early sixties and it just wasn't yeah. the case then. And, um, and he he made some comment about something like, do you guys ever still notice that at school? Like, is it still a weird, you know, separation or something like that? And and my nephew was like, why? Like, I, I don't, <laughs> like, what do you mean? I understand yeah. what you're asking me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and my dad was like, you know, he's like, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad that it's not something that's like obvious or put out there for everyone or still talked about and stuff. And you know, we were joking. We were like, our kids have never been in that situation where we have to say like, oh, this is why you don't talk to this person. And, you know, and it's crossing everything from racial lines to right. how, how students identify themselves, all this different stuff. And honestly, they just don't, they I don't mean, care. They yeah. don't care. They, it's, it's not a reference to them, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful glad. for the future. If they, can. my daughter's the same way. She's in middle school, and like I think I said something about, oh yeah, I'll get that for Mason. You know, when you know that's that's for boys. She's like, mom, there are no boy and girl toys. I'm like, okay, you're right, but I'm still gonna get it for him. Right, right. I'm getting it for him, and he's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. mean it's a boy, a boy toy. That's yeah. right. That's but right. But I do catch myself sometimes. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're a product of just the age you grow up in, and I'm that's so right. hopeful for the future because. I do see things like, you know, them being a little more compassionate towards different people who are different than they are or absolutely live a little bit differently than they are, or, you know, socially, just even with money, you know, people who mm-hmm. might not have as much or who people who have more, just them being comfortable around all yeah. types of people and being inclusive. I, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm hopeful that hope that trend continues that the majority tend to be more inclusive you're always going to have your outliers and your minority that of course they try to bring in you know it's usually the minority group that's the loudest as far as not minority like so but it's like the smallest group of people absolutely bark the loudest but it does give me hope that the be more inclusive like they are and just seeing life a different way 
Yeah. The further away we get from, I think it's good that, you know, our parents, I don't remember what it was like to grow up like that, but yeah, parents certainly do. Yeah. So I'm one generation removed and having a child that's two generations removed, only by the time you get to three, four and five, it's just yeah. going to be like, I can't believe you guys ever lived that way. It's these weird history books, right. things like, like we read. Yeah. Like what? What? Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and I love the fact that my children's friend circles kind of look like a Girl Scout cookie box, right? Like they are just, yeah. and, and that's on their own doing. Oh, because yeah. Because honestly, they don't even acknowledge to me. So we're obviously, since having moved, we're in a new school district here. So we're in a new school, a new state, new school, new everything, right? Yeah. And my kids who were super excited about school, um, you know, I, I really, I wasn't worried about them, but every parent's kind of like, oh my gosh, I hope it goes okay. Right. Yeah. Cause they're their friends. They don't know anyone. Yeah. That's right. And you know, they come home and they're telling me about these different kids that they've met or that they ate lunch with, or that they, you know, descriptives of the kids. Yeah. It's just their names, yeah. you know, and I, I don't, will not go on forever because I do like to know my friends or my children's friends, but I don't know anything about these kids. Right. And for now I'm okay with that. Um, you know, when they start hanging out at their houses and stuff like that, that's different. You want to know their family, like make sure it's safe over there or whatever, but it's still, it's like, they don't come home and tell me anything other than, Oh my gosh, I made a friend. Yeah. And my daughter does the same. Like she'll start, she'll be like, mom, you know, the girl with the blue shirt or the blue yeah. like, <laughs> right. they all have on blue shirts like can we be yeah. a little like give me some like, give me another detail and she's yeah. like ma'am I don't know mom she's got the ponytail do you see her over there her hair's curly and then like I'll end up saying are you talking about the little black girl the little brown girl <laughs> right. like mom don't identify people by their race I'm, like, I'm not trying to I'm just trying to narrow down who you're talking there, to because there's 10 oh, yeah. over there I'll do the same thing and <laughs> I'll say it to, to my daughter and she's just like oh well yeah you know like yeah. Yes, yeah, she is, but like, you know, not she, that it matters. But <laughs> yes, mom. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so I, I love that. I yeah. love that about it. And it's it's great. But um But you know what I also love, like, and I don't know if this is true for your daughters, like my daughter is fully aware of it. Like she's fully aware that there's differences in people, like races absolutely. and you know, even gender identification and just like homosexuality. Like she just feels like that's just another more information about that person. It doesn't right it doesn't influence her thinking of whether or not she's going to be friends with that person or whether she likes that person Yes, or can include that person. If nothing else, I think even more so she's more aware to make them feel included. But so I'm not saying that she's completely blind to this or unaware, which, you know, there's something to, to say about that too. But I think there's something more to say about like, she's fully aware that there are differences. She's not nice. That's right. You know, like, she sits with people that she has things in common with. That's right. Boys, girls, you know, yeah, different ethnicities, you know, it doesn't matter to her. She just wants to be around people that she's comfortable being around. Yep. Absolutely. Make her feel better about herself. And she does the same for them. Yeah. I mean, my youngest daughter, like, you know, she was the least one I was worried about moving out here um, just (laughs) because she, she'll make friends with the light pole, but she, um, you know, her big thing is, you know, I'll always ask her like, um, you know, oh yeah. So you guys are friends now? And she's like, oh yeah, they're so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And then it's, I mean, it's the same thing with her teacher. She's got a male teacher this year, which is her first time having a male 
mm-hmm. teacher in this grade, and it's only third grade. So, you know, and I love that she does have this male teacher and all, she was so excited about it. And I asked her the other day, I was like, so you're really liking your teacher, right? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, what's your favorite thing about him? She's like, oh, he's so funny. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they just, that's, that's what she likes. She wants somebody that's funny and she thinks her friends are fun to be around them. You know, she doesn't care what they look like or anything else. She just, they're just funny. And this one makes me laugh, you know? But I think it's also not to toot her own horns, but you know, something to say about the way that they are, the environment that they're being introduced to. Absolutely. The environment they grow up in, you know, if their parents don't, ever mention it as being an obstacle or something that you should stay away from. Yes. They're going to, they would think it's odd if we're like, well, you know, are you sure you want to be friends with that little girl? I mean, yeah, Yeah, no, we haven't been introduced to that. We've, we've done a good job of saying people are people. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Look at us. Proud parenting. (laughs) Gosh, my goodness. Well, speaking of the racial side of things of Mm -hmm. this this article that are bringing up these crazy things about friends yeah um the next one that he discussed was the cultural references made when monica had her hair braided in the bahamas so when they went down there and monica's hair hit the humidity and it (laughs) poofed out because of her style of hair which amen i can relate with humidity does a number on my hair I actually used a meme of her in that episode yesterday when talking to my friends about like, what's the weather like? Like, this is me (laughs) right now. Yes. Yes. So she goes and gets her hair braided and she loves it. One, because it's got the beads at the bottom that make noise when she walks. Mm -hmm. But also just, again, it's not super poofy and she can operate on a normal basis and enjoy her vacation, right? But it was, of course, the people the the naysayers out there saying that that was cultural or culturally offensive but i think that's now because people accuse the kardashians too because yes there was a time when like like black women have been getting their hair braided for years like yeah. cornrows or whatever you want to call them boxer braids whatever you call them they're they've been getting their hair braided for years but i think part of the sensitivity of it is now it's a hip thing to do like before they'd be made fun of for their hair. And it was just a natural way to wear your hair without it poofing up, without you having to do anything to it. You would braid your hair. It stays longer. You don't have to worry about, you know, it poofing up or because it, it's a different texture of hair. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, like people like the Kardashians and even Bo Derek in the movie 10 would braid their yep. hair. And it's, oh, now it's cool because a white person's doing it. But I also remember when my friends would go to the Caribbean or the Bahamas anywhere mm-hmm. on vacation, they'd always come back with at least a few braids, a couple braids in their hair with the yes. beads at the bottom, because that's what the people, that's how some of the people in Bahamas make their money is yeah. by braiding tourist hair to yes. look like the hair that they wear down there. Some of them wear. So, I mean, yeah, again, I think it's highly sensitive now <laughs> to think uh-huh. of it that way, but I think it's because of what's going on, you know, like, yeah it's being mentioned more, but I remember laughing at that episode. Right. Right. (laughs) I was like, and I think that's what people related to the hair issue. I was like, that's totally what I would do. If I was going down there, like I would braid my hair. Right. And you and I are different races, right? But 
I can relate to that hair because I have curly hair and it sucks in humidity and it gets poofy. And I can totally sympathize with the fact that anything I can do to get this hair to tame down, I will do. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the humor of the fact that humidity does that to someone's hair spans across race barriers, right? right. Like <laughs> hair thing, because I'm the same. Like my hair is super. That's curly. right. You do that, but I think it was also funny because she had always been so put together. Yeah, I never saw her hair curly until that point, and then that's everyone was right. Like, what is that? <laughs> and that was brilliant on the writer's part, yeah. right? Like that's the first thing that people think is like, "Whoa, I didn't even know she had curly hair." Yeah. Well, yeah, I spent years trying to straighten my hair every morning before school. And I step outside, and if there's one drop of rain, I'm screwed. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you had cried tears. He's like, it's all my blood by the end of the day. (laughs) All my all see hairspray is gone for I wasted it all. Um, so yeah, well, that you know, episode think- also had Aisha Tyler in it. Yes. And who is black. Yeah. And she didn't wear braids. No. And she so was dating two white guys. Knowing the things to be, and she was dating two white guys. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In and, fact, she was cheating on one guy. Should we right. discuss how that's in wrong? Group, in the friend group, not just like some random yeah. guy, but are we, are we nitpicking? Because yeah. it wasn't like there were no black people in the episode and like, it wasn't like Aisha Tyler was walking around with braids and then Monica got braids. And so it looked... And it, they had an awkward moment or anything. Right. No. Aisha Tyler wore her hair down that episode like she normally does. That's right. So and that's why I'm, I'm kind of like, can things no longer be funny? Like, if we can't laugh at things, what can we laugh at? Yeah. And I think people are picking the wrong thing that they're supposed to be laughing at. Right. They're not supposed to be laughing at the fact that she has braids that... Right that cross a racial line or something, but it's more like I was saying, it's funny that her hair has this humidity that so many of us can relate to. And then it's like, she tries to wear a hat. Remember she <laughs> tries to do all this. Yeah. And it was just horrible. And so, you know, amen, put on some braids. I love it because I would probably have to do the same thing too. You know, I mean, just to get my hair to tame. I may not be remembering the episode correctly, but I thought it was someone who said, let me braid your hair or something. I don't know. I may be remembering differently. Yeah, but I can't I remember the playing, details they either. They were playing something in the game room and she came in with the braided hair and they were all like, okay. Uh, right. <laughs> from like huge hair to braids. Yeah, like, and she loved she would, she would walk around. And oh, she so loved that, it. <laughs> so that the beads would tap, you know? I thought that was awesome. I, th- I think I'd do the same thing because that's just a pretty noise, right? Like that's just... <laughs> Look, I, my mom did my hair at the bre- with the beads when I was little. Like, she would braid my hair like that with the beads. And yeah. I would do like this the whole time. Like, just <laughs> going back and forth. Like, <laughs> ching, 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 ching. It's like wearing me. big hoop earrings or something with dangles on them, right? For the first time, you're feeling it. And it's like, ah, oh, this is so much fun. So they hit you in the face, you start getting, like, little welts. You know, like, <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, so the last thing that this person brings up in the article is... I don't know. I have some problems with this. Not what the, I don't agree with this person. I have some problems that this person has a problem. Okay. Um, it in the the it just says Rachel getting off the plane. Okay, 
So at the end, obviously, spoiler alert, I know it's oh, been years the end, old. Okay. But, yes, like, which but, time? Because there were so yes. many like, I get she, you. She okay. turns down her dream job in Paris mm-hmm. to stay with Ross. Yes. Okay. I get, I, I get it. I get what this person's saying. Oh, feminism, blah, 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 blah. Don't ever turn down your dream goals and stuff to stay with a man. But... Just as we've been talking about this entire time, I think we might be losing focus of what was happening here. What I didn't, I, what I think this guy's forgetting is it's a TV show right. <laughs> and it was ending. Yeah, like, this was the series. This was not real life. Was, she didn't really turn down her dream job. She was living her dream job. She she's was still living episode. her dream job because we're talking about her. That's still why. She's making $100,000 an episode. She was she's, good. She's still getting paid right making. now. Yes. Right, like, this was a TV show. She got off yeah. the plane because it had to end that way. <laughs> <laughs> I I get, I like I said, I get what they're saying. They're saying like, oh my gosh, don't ever do this because, you know, you are amazing without a man and blah, blah, blah. But let's take a look at this from if we were to truly not care that it was TV or whatever else, if it was real life, right? Yeah. And this, these were my friends, you know, I guess there's there's that sappy side of me that's kind of like, you know what? If you love and want to be with somebody, you're going to kind of do whatever it takes to to make that happen. I mean, yeah. I would have to kind of look at it and say, you know, they do have a child together and this was going to be hard mm-hmm. across the ocean, right, to do this. So by all means, if she realizes that this is real love and he realizes this is real love and they kind of say this is it like end of the story, you know, then who am I to be like, yes, please go work your 60 hour a week job while you raise a child alone in a strange country. Yeah. You know, whatever. Maybe I'm kind of sappy and sentimental that way, but I mean, I don't think it's any less of somebody. I, I don't think any less of a female for maybe choosing her love and happiness. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's, because we don't know why she took the job. Maybe she thought there was no future with Ross. So she was like, I'm just going to go start over. Yeah. But it, you know. it, I'm surprised. I don't know if it was a male or female that wrote this article, but I'm surprised he took issue with that more than he did with the fact that it's a female he went to England to stop a wedding of Ross and then decides to go on his honeymoon with him, even though he didn't get on the plane that <laughs> her getting off the plane bothered you more than her going to stop someone else's wedding someone else's wedding right, right. not her own but somebody That's else's right. and that she that was her whole purpose and then when presented with the opportunity to go on the honeymoon that was yeah. meant for someone else she was all for it yeah i mean yeah. how do we take now, this i exactly i think this is again one of these like oh you know you they shouldn't have ended up together. They, it shouldn't have been that she drops her dream job. She, she's a strong woman. She should have blah, 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 gone on and on. But like you said, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a TV show, first of all, but second of all, it's just relax, you know, like not everybody has to be this. And, and, you know, I don't think it makes women any less strong to, to be in love or supportive of their husband doesn't mean that they don't have their own lives. Doesn't mean that they don't, you know, can't have their own careers and stuff. But, but the show by God, you can be happy. <laughs> yeah. The show I mean, 
whether that meant Ross getting on the plane with her, I think the whole point of it was seeing the six of them together at the end of the show. That's right. That's have exactly Rachel right. Go off and be like, oh, okay, she's in Paris. And then everyone walk out of a different door. Yeah. And say, okay, see you later. You know what I mean? It was like, right. Not to end the way it started. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I. I don't know. I always liked that episode at the end. I always thought, you know, I mean, yeah, that's what we're supposed to see at the end, right? Right. But we didn't talk about, she wasn't offended by any of the promiscuity. Right. (laughs) Any of the, like, hooking up with each other at some point. Cheating, Joey being promiscuous. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing with, you know, there could be so many things. Phoebe, like, carrying her brother's babies. Right. (laughs) Her brother marrying his teacher. there's so many Ross dating a student right Ross dating a student there's so many things you could have picked and they picked that Ross actually and Rachel fell in love yeah Monica dating her optometrist (laughs) her parents friend parents friend I mean come on the things that you picked are things that yes you're offended by today but you're offended for the wrong reasons you're nitpicking you're super sensitive for the wrong reasons and you're taking it out of context yeah Talk about the entire, present it in the framework of the entire show and then tell me that you should be offended by it. Yeah. Talk about, you know, Monica's weight as part of her background story. Right. And her relationship with her parents and with her brother and with Chandler even and with Rachel. Talk about her hair, you know, as, you know, this is the first time we've seen these team, these group go on a trip together outside of the coffee shop. Yeah. And they're in humid weather. She had a real reaction to people with curly hair. Yeah, I guarantee you there's someone on the writing team with curly hair. Absolutely. Who had gone through that. Who was like, this is hilarious. And everybody who had curly hair, because I thought it was hilarious. I was like, yes, that's yes. exactly what happened. Been, been there, done that. Yes. So, I mean, yes, no. if we take things out of context, out of everything that we do or say, you can be offended by a whole lot of things. Yep. But present them in context. I mean... Like Friends is the type of show, like you were talking about thir- the Netflix shows now that our kids watch or, you know, will watch one day. But Friends is one of those shows, like I still use lines out of that show. Every Like when we move anything totally. in the house, my husband and I together, I'm always like, pivot, 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 pivot. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. He's like, of course. shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love, I mean, I'm the same way. And and everybody had their little catchphrases. I mean, how many times? It, of course, you've heard people be like, "How you doing?" How you, doing? you know. And <laughs> I mean, could we be any more sensitive? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I totally get it. I mean, I think Friends is is fairly timeless. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's one of the very rare shows that I I do believe can pull that off. Um, yeah. So their anniversary is coming up. Celebrate by watching some of the most offensive episodes you can find, and and let us know how upset you are. Chandler cheating on a cheat or having an affair with a married woman <laughs> with Janice, and and then dating Joey's girlfriend at the same Taking time. Joey's yeah. girlfriend, yep. But hey, that's all I'm good. Losing a baby on a bus. <laughs> it's all good as long as uh rachel doesn't get off the damn plane right that's right if she would have just stayed on the plane everything would have been good and friends everything would have been fine with friends hey this is andrew moose from the street circle drive podcast here on the mesh interested in promoting your business to an online audience your ad could be right here consider advertising on the mesh podcast network head over to the mesh.tv for details so 
Hey, this I don't I don't need to get into much discussion, but I have some big news. Okay. I watched Braveheart for the first time this past weekend. For the first time? First time. I've never seen Braveheart. Does does your brother know this? <laughs> he does. And he's a little disappointed in you. <laughs> my I have two brothers, right? So my middle brother, who my oldest brother hosts Foot Candle Films here on the Mesh, right? And reviews films and shows and movies and is is all about the movies. Right. My middle brother enjoys movies as well. Like that's just kind of a family trait. But okay. um that middle brother, he wants bagpipes played at his funeral one day to the tune apparently of Braveheart music. Oh. I mean, we're not a Scottish. Big fan. We're not <laughs> Scottish. We're not any of that. Yeah. But for some reason, we were on this topic a while back, and we were all talking about things, and he made it very clear, bagpipes at a party in the tune of Braveheart. And I, I made the comment, oh, I, maybe I should watch it before then. And I, I was almost kicked out of the house because <laughs> he was like, what are you t- talking about? You've never seen it, you know, so much that he went into my TV and set up a recording for when Braveheart was coming on. He found it, and it, he set the recording. So I kind of mentioned it to a couple other people that I was, you know, I had not seen Braveheart and all. And I mean, I was outcasted. I was, I was put out on a ledge out here in Washington. Like people are, people are flabbergasted that I'd never seen Braveheart. I mean, it's been some years since I've seen it, but I've seen it. It was very long. (laughs) It's, I mean, yeah. I watched it and nobody told me that joke. Nobody told me that thing was four hours long. Oh, yeah, mark out half your day for that. But Gravy. I sat, I'm sitting there and I put my kids to bed. I paused it to put my kids to bed. Then I came back down and was watching it. I paused it again as my husband went to bed. He was like, are you really going to stay up and watch this thing? I mean, my husband can like quote it. I didn't realize this, but he oh. can quote the whole movie. Oh, gee. I, yeah, I was like, what? What? You know, I don't, I don't know. But... Moose is listening to this recording right now. I'm sure Moose has seen uh, Braveheart because he's a dude. But, like, I'm just going to be honest here. (laughs) It doesn't live up to the hype for me. Moose just timed in. Affirmative. Yes, Moose has seen it. I get it. But. No. It's not one of those movies that I have to watch it again. I'm good. I think I have. I think I maybe it would have helped if I watched it back then. No, <laughs> maybe not. No, I saw it back then. I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> it's 95 when it came out. Okay. Wes, my husband, Wes was even like standing there telling me like where he was and who he was with when he first saw it and like the emotions that he went through when he saw it in the theater and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Don't remember any of that. <laughs> I'm watching it going, I don't know. Like, one, I think Mel Gibson is playing the same role he always plays. And there's a couple really bad actors in the in the movie. And everybody was all, like, Wes kept, like, nudging me, telling me, like, this is a big part. This is a big part. This is a big part. I've seen all the parodies. I've seen all the references to that big speech he gives on the horse. <laughs> You know about the, this freedom. I vaguely remember again. It's been years. It's been yeah. probably ninety five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I've seen all these references, and Wes is sitting over there, like almost 
with tears in his eyes being like, this is the pivotal point. This is one of the most inspiring speeches you'll ever hear in a movie. No, wasn't, wasn't moved by it at all. Kind of thought it was distracting because he kept running back and forth on this horse. And how come he got blue paint and nobody else did on his face? Like he got to go get war paint and he left the rest of the group out except for his like three best buddies, you know? They look cool. I guess so, you know, and, and where did you get blue paint? Like, where did you have this time to do this? Um, no, wait know, a minute. Is this the one that your brother's an extra in? No, he was okay. in um, um, the one with, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Um, I thought it was a Mel Gibson movie for some reason. No, it's not the Mel Gibson one. It's, no. and it's, um, uh, I'll, think, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, he was a French soldier extra. Last of the Mohicans. Thank you. Oh, okay. Moose just brought it out. Don't tell Alan I said that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. There was There's this whole storyline in the movie Braveheart, spoiler for every other six people that haven't watched it in this world, apparently. But there's this storyline where at the very beginning, you know, we find out that the Scottish are setting a rule that they get to have their way with the women of, not the Scottish, the 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 English are setting this rule that they get to have their way with any Scottish women the night of their marriage before their husband gets to Mm -hmm. because they're trying to quote breed out Mm -hmm. the Scottish. Okay. Mm -hmm. I get that. Okay. I get what that was going on. Like I I understand that. I understood that part of the movie. Is the author of that other article offended by that? (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we need to bring back all nineties references. You should be offended by So, you know, at the very end, um, not the very end, but close to the end, Mel Gibson, who the entire movie is avenging his wife's death. Mm -hmm. Okay, The whole movie he has spent dreaming and fantasizing about her and waiting to be with her again. And over the fact that these guys tried to have their way with him, she fought them off and then they burned her at the stake or whatever. Mm -hmm. They sliced her throat. But they tried. She bit their cheek off, right? Yeah. He finds out about it. He's mad. And she gets caught still, like, trying to run away. So he spends this whole fight for this. And yet, he goes and Queen of England <laughs> okay, yeah. and gets her pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm appalled. I'm appalled at the end of this movie. And I'm sitting there looking at Wes going, what? Why would he do that? Why is he stooping that low? And all that? Wes is like, this is the most important part. He did this for this and all. And I'm like, he was dreaming about his wife. Mel Gibson, you... Waste of my time. <laughs> slime ball. I, I, I mean, I guess just, it's one of those, you have to be into that stuff, I guess, but... Well, I kind of usually am. Like, I really kind of like historical and... That type of movie, I guess. My favorite historical movie. You're gonna be like, what? Please. Anytime it comes on, and my husband's the same way. We'll watch it together. Troy with Brad Pitt. I've never seen it either. Love it. Really? I don't know what it is about that movie, but I love that we watch it. When I say if it's on, we will watch it. Anytime it's on, we will watch that movie. Like, I've never even known that it would be on. Like, I didn't, like, true. Oh, no, it's on all the time. <laughs> like, now it's really? on all the time, yeah. Um, it, yeah, but... I'll have to research that one now, too, and see if I'm as... Ugh, I don't get it. Like, I've heard so many people talk about 
Braveheart over the years. And now it's like, look, I'm going to tell you this. I enjoyed, if we're talking about Mel Gibson films, I enjoyed Mad Max under the Thunderdome more than I enjoyed Braveheart. Totally different. Completely different. I would rather watch that movie again. And I have no desire to see it again, but I would rather watch that movie again than to watch Braveheart again. Well, did you ever see the Patriot that Mel Gibson was in? Not the Jean-Claude Van Damme one, but no, I've the, never seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Okay. The the Mel Gibson Patriot is all about uh Swamp Fox, Francis Marion in uh Charleston, you know, back in the Civil War type stuff. So that one I watch and I enjoy. Um, but Braveheart to me was a combination of the Patriot and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. I like that movie. I kind of like that movie, too. That's why I don't need to see it again in Braveheart. Right. I mean... And if we're talking about inspirational speeches on the back of a horse, the speech in Glory by Matthew... um, Broderick. Broderick. Tears streaming down my face. I love Glory. Every single time. I love Glory. sends the horse off. Oh, my gosh. Like... I get, I prepare, I know what's going to happen. I've seen it happen at least 10, 15 times. Cause again, another movie I will watch anytime it's on tears, like streaming, like almost urging them not to do it. Even though I know right. it's a circle <laughs> movie and I know that I was like, oh gosh. I know. And when they're I like, know. everyone's going, I love it. I love a good inspirational speech. I love I, it. I love it. About inspirational speeches on the back of a horse. If we put that one against Braveheart, I'm going with Matthew Broderick all day. Hands down. <laughs> like, Hands down. And it's been years since I've seen Glory, but I still remember that. Another hey, movie that's you know always what? on. You know what? I, I watched that horrible movie, uh, Iron Eagle, whenever I was younger. And it had Lou Gossett Jr. who gave this ridiculous inspirational speech on a <laughs> tape recorder at the end of the movie. And that one was better than Mel Gibson on the back of a horse. <laughs> like, it's there's so many more out there. I was so surprised this had gotten so much hype over the years. I don't it know. had to. It was a big budget movie. They had to make their money back. They had to force people into watching it by talking about how great it was. And then you watch it and you're like, eh. meh, <laughs> meh. I mean, is that what we're, that's how we're going to end it? That, that's it? It's almost like watching all of Titanic. <laughs> and you get that ending. Like, really? Oh. She couldn't hang on a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I guess now I have to watch an episode of Seinfeld or something because I've never seen one of those either. You've never. Seinfeld was one. It took me a while to get into it. But once I did, I was all in. I just don't get it. It's it's ironic. You're not supposed to get it. (laughs) No, I know. I just, I've I've never seen a whole episode. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that that one holds up today. I mean, it holds up. I don't say, I mean, it holds up, but I don't think like if it was presented today that I would be like, yeah, that's something I want to watch. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's the case with a lot of these, but I don't know. Apparently everybody else thought that Braveheart holds up and it doesn't. So just passing that along. <laughs> um, real quick before we wrap up, um, still waiting on the buzz of whether or not 9210 is going to be renewed for season two. Because tomorrow's the last episode, right? Final episode of season one. They keep referring to it as season one. I hope it comes back. I have enjoyed. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Can I tell you that I am enjoying Shannon Doherty more than I thought I would? Like, 
you know, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that I'm okay with her. And that like, she, she is making me laugh. Yeah. She's making me laugh. <laughs> episode, like you're so called funny. up, right? Yeah. Okay. So last episode, we got to see Ray Pruitt. Yes. <laughs> That was hilarious. That whole part was fantastic. Jamie Walters, right? Is his name? Yes. Yeah. And the fact that he was singing How to Talk to an Angel just. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It took me back to the 90s. I loved it. I loved it. And I love their one-liners. I love the quickness of the shots on this, of how they they each get a little snarky with each other. And I think it's fantastic. Um. I, I do. I love it. I'm I'm wanting more. I read an article that said that Tori Spelling was on board for a season two and that she thought it would be great. I don't know where she is. But Ask anybody but Tori, because we know Tori's answer. <laughs> I, I told her, I, I mean, I told her, I read that it would be, um, that nothing's announced yet, though, but that Shannon Doherty thinks they should kind of just pump the brakes on it a little bit because she doesn't want to overdo it. Shannon. Shannon being Shannon and Shannon probably getting a little bit more money. I love that they take these jabs at each other um, because it really, really makes me wonder how much of it was true, right? Yeah. Now, there is one thing that bothers me about the show. Okay. I do not like the the woman that they have playing the head writer. I feel like she's, I can tell she's acting and I don't like The redhead that's hooking up with Steve now. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy her character at all. Yeah, I I can see that. It's, I'm not I'm not super pumped on her either. But um, I'm kind of cooled off on the bodyguard now. He was cool yeah. when he was the bodyguard. Now he's kind of like eh. now they're over. Now they're reaching on it. Now I'm like just let's move on. Let's talk more about the story and stuff. But I I do think um, I think there's potential there for season two. Tori Spelling said that if season two happens it would be more of the true reboot, like a show within a show. Okay. Um, Which I think would be great. Let's get some more of these clips. I love the parts where they show like um, flashbacks of what they really would like be like in the show right now these days, I guess, you know, and um, referencing back to old things that they used to talk about. No, I love it. I love that Tori Spelling had an awkward moment being back in bed with Brian Austin Green. (laughs) And and that she was so like almost paranoid about it, right? She's like, yeah. I've had all these kids. My body looks different. I need my good angle. And oh, and hey, this is a kid that I, you know, on the show, she says lost her virginity to, but that I had a lot of years with. Yeah. And, and you know, and I I think all that stuff's just great. It really triggers who, you know, our age range, I think. Yeah, I think the shows is funny. And I hope they do come back because, I mean, I... I feel like they're cramming a lot. Although I like that they get to the conclusions really quickly. Yes. It's almost like you're cr- cramming in too much. There's th- the dramatic effect is, mm. effect is gone because it's yes. not. You end up usually find out by the next episode or by the end of that current episode. That's right. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with, fine with them kind of keeping it short like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's kind of humorous, you know, that they whiz through everything and and you're getting this crash course of like their lives. Um, I also am not a fan of um, Lala. Can't, but I, I enjoy I her. Like, I've, I've seen her in other things and it's and like as a VJ. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've always enjoyed Lala. So I kind of, I guess I give her a pass maybe undeservingly, but I do. 
Yeah. And I don't mind her. I get what they're trying to do, but I feel like sometimes she's a little like, oh, this, everything's a little too slow when she says it. And I'm like, man, I don't really feel the chemistry of her and Brian, but I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. Um, so yeah, I just, I love what they've done. I can't wait to see tomorrow night to see like, you know, are you going to leave with, leave us with the cliffhanger so that we actually assume that maybe there's another season coming? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll keep our eyes and ears open for any updates. If anybody wants to share anything about whether or not they have, uh, heard about season two we'll be down for it um on the next chick chat i'd really like to discuss the real housewives franchise because i have branched out i have officially started watching dallas i've never seen dallas okay i had never either and these women are the best really i'm gonna need you to start watching real housewives of dallas and we're going to discuss on the next episode along with some other bravo dirt that i already have in my pocket okay Real Housewives of Dallas, they've only had one episode thus far. Maybe two. I don't know. But you can find them. They're so good. These women are intense. (laughs) And it is, it's funny to watch. Like, it's really funny. So I uh, I encourage you to do that and any listeners out there so that we can take in your questions and and hear um, what you guys want to know about. But that's all I got for today. Okay. Okay. And that was a pretty deep episode, right? Like a little bit deep. Yeah, we got to be a little lighter next time. We we good, good stuff though. I think this was needed. We needed to address some stupidity out there and sensitivity and people that are just taking yes. things to the extreme. And we're we're just not here for it on Chick Chat. So and fabulous children and the fabulous children of this decade. <laughs> More power to us and amazing That's teachers right. and being being great parents so yay us yay to us yay chick chat and to all you other fabulous parents that are raising children just the same we hear you we hear you loud and clear and we love it so what uh we would love to do is hear from you if you have any topics or questions that you'd like us to address any shows or heaven forbid any horrible movies you want me to watch we'll i'll do it i don't care um but I'm going to tell you the truth about how I feel about them afterwards. So uh, please take some time to go and check out the rest of our shows that we offer on the mesh.tv podcast network. Got something for everybody on there and subscribe and review our show so that we know that you are listening. Um, So Jeanette, give my love to the East coast. I will do so. Yay. So we will uh, catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.